WTLC AM, W236CR Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. Afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Wednesday, December 6th. Gorgeous day, even though it might be a little cloudy, a little cool, a little overcast, uh, but it's still a gorgeous day. Great day, great day. Uh, let, let's go ahead and bring in our contributing analyst, James Patterson. He's back with us. James, are you there? All righty. Good to see you. Good to see Well, good to have you here with us. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like me a few minutes ago. Uh huh. Uh, and and um, the, one of the young men there who was working, he said, "Oh, he said the same thing you just said. He said, "Oh, I need a hug too." Oh. <laughs> and I, well, I got back in my car and getting ready to leave, and I thought that young man asked me for a hug. So I stopped my car, turned it off, got out, and I said, "You still need a hug?" He said, "Yes." He oh. gave me the biggest hug. You know. Some people well, just need a hug or a yeah. kind word yes. or some encouragement, Tina. This yes. was he happened to be a young black man, but that doesn't matter whether he was young. Yeah. He just needed a hug. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and ask for one, too, because too often we don't ask. Yeah. He wasn't afraid. He no, wasn't ashamed. I love he was that. Having a difficult day. And I was, yeah. yeah. I love that, James. And you got it all done and was able to come back and be here with us and give us all a, a virtual hug, you know, right here through the radio. <laughs> so, but yeah, you, you, it's amazing what you can squeeze in when uh, when you know your time is of the time is of the essence and like you, yeah. you got it all in and uh, yeah. spread a little goodwill and cheer along the way. You gotta love that. Well, I mean, these, these young people are under pressure, yeah. you know. And, and bless his heart, he was working. He couldn't have been no more than you know. Between between 19 and 23, 24 in that age group, they're under a lot of pressure right now. And, and the world is getting more difficult for them, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of parts of it than, than are. So a little cheer, not just because it's the Christmas season, but a little mm-hmm. cheer. You, you would be surprised how, how far or how much help it would be to somebody just to be positive. Just to be positive. And, you know, that reminds me, and I'm not, not getting too far off the wagon here, but... Yeah. Um, a few Christmases ago, uh, I was at the store, 
And uh, I was at the checkout lane, and I was just kind of like, oh, goodness, you know, thinking of all the stuff I had to do. I just, you know, just totally in a zone and not really, you know, just kind of a little on edge. Not on edge, I don't know, but just feeling a little bit overwhelmed and just tired yeah. of it all and everything. And uh, good music was playing. You know, they were playing some really good oh, music. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it may have even been WTLC FM or something like <laughs> okay, that. I don't know. Good choice. But all of a sudden, uh, there were there were two people. It was a man. And a woman, and they both started bobbing to the music. They didn't know each other, and then they both looked at each other and grinned. They said, "Yes, I like that. That's my song." All of a sudden, they started dancing together. Oh and no! They were really? having yes, they were having such having such a good time that it made me laugh. It made me forget all the whatever it was I was forgetting, and I was like, "You know what? You're right. Stop and listen to the music. Enjoy the day." Now it was. Granted, it was the season, uh, is the holiday season. It was around Christmas, but it was also a reminder, you know, hey, a, a total, you and a stranger connected over a song. It's Christmas. We're all feeling good. Hey, let's, let's dance. And they danced. Story. They had a ball. And I was laughing. Some of the other customers in line, we were all laughing and, you know, kind of clapping for them. And they had, you know, they, they just had a good time. And like I said, didn't know each other from Adam, but they were. So it, it is the, the amazing small little acts of uh, kindness and and joy yeah. and things. They yeah. they go a long way. They really do. They really do. They really do. They really do. I I'll never forget that story. It was so much fun. That was. So I mean, that could be a, mo a part of a movie. You know, I mean, just just you know, kind of break out and start dancing with each other after mm -hmm. bobbing their heads to the music, and then you know, everybody's like encourage them on i mean that that's heartfelt that was, really yeah. is what we need yeah we need more of that and they you know like i said that it, part of it i'm sure a lot a large part of it was christmas the season yeah. everybody's feeling good everybody's feeling joyful yeah. and and everybody's having a good time so they uh and, and nobody was inebriated either that was the other thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> nobody's uh, uh chugging the, the juice no, nobody was tilted at all <laughs> not at all not at all so uh, but yeah, James, uh, speaking of, um, well, not speaking of it, but um, you're here with us today and, and want to welcome you back. Uh, what do you think? How's the weather going to be? We haven't had your weather reports for a while because the last few times that you've been with us, we've just dived right in and <laughs> tried to get through to the end of the show as, as best we could. Uh, but have a little breathing room, a few minutes of breathing room right now for your weather reports. So what do you got? Yeah, well, December typically is the cloudiest month of the year and it's yeah. so far this is december 6th wednesday december 6th and so far it's it's lived up to that mm -hmm. you know to, to that uh, regular routine being cloudy yeah um but i suspect that we're going to have some sunshine um later today uh if if not before oh. uh you know the sun goes down at least the clouds will be breaking up some and uh, we're going to have a warm spell here. Today uh, will be, you know, cloudy. It looks kind of dull and drizzly, but, you know, just to, to think about the, you know, the kindness of hearts, the, thing, the story I told you, that kind of warms the heart. Yeah, but does. another dreary uh, gray day. Uh, but I do expect th those clouds to break up, and um, we'll, we'll enjoy warmer weather tomorrow. Today's high is going to be right around the 40-degree mark. Um, it's not really cold out there. You know, I've got my little hoodie on and a light jacket. Um, but it's a t typical December day, cloudy, cool. Mm -hmm. I expect those clouds to break up later, and tomorrow should be fantastic sunshine. 
uh, uh, brilliant sunshine and, and uh, will be warm for like uh, the next two, three days until uh, another cold front comes in. Uh, the last part of the weekend. Well, James, uh, very well, very well. We'll take it. We'll t- I'll take all of it. <laughs> I'll take all of it. Uh, as you said, uh, today is December 6th. I said it uh, at the top of the show, today is December 6th. Uh, but another one of our very good and dear friends today has a lot of meaning December 6th because, hey, it's the deadline for the yeah. Christmas help program. And wow. he, he right, he's right here on cue, Reverend Richard okay. Hunter. Yes, yes. <laughs> Reverend Hunter, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you today? Fantastic as well. Fantastic as well. Today's the deadline, right? Is it midnight tonight? Midnight tonight, but they need to kind of back up because we probably have enough names already. Oh! Deadline deadline has been just, ooh, it's been just running over. Wow! Wow, that is fantastic. And then it fills right back up. And they're calling calling everything, trying to get in. Wow. Um, but some of those people that call in don't come in. So, you know, get in line on Friday and mm-hmm. make sure you, you get your Christmas help. Yeah, but for the most part, all 700 slots, initial slots, are uh, have been taken. Pretty much so, yes. Oh, wow. But, you know, that there's a need, Reverend Hunter, and, and yeah. uh, Re- Reverend Richard Hunter Ministries is filling that need along with your um, along with your community partners, and the need is being filled every year. And, uh, you know, we, we can't thank you enough for being out there doing what you do. Uh, it's well, it's just absolutely we, amazing. We thank you for your help and everything that is going on. And it, you just gave the weather report, but, you know, the good Lord loves me. Because it's going to warm up tomorrow and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh-huh. in the uh, mid fifties, Reverend Hunter, and and I, I want to I, I I wish you the best weather for this because I want to echo what Tina said about the need. The need is it's still there. I mean, we we peaked during the pandemic, but we still have a need for food. And what you're giving them is a week's worth of food for four families. That's fantastico, is my. I think you meant a family I mean, four of four members of the family. Yeah, you meant a family. Oh, family. Yeah. Whatever your family is, you got to take this food and cut it up. <laughs> split the hot dog <laughs> yeah. uh, however many ways you need to split it, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's to help the families. We're trying to help the families. We're trying to do all we can for, you know, around this Christmas time because we, we are. We're tired of, of, of the crime, you know, associated with Christmas, and, and we so we need to stop that stuff. We're just telling yeah. everybody just to stop, take a deep breath, you know, help us on the way. God can give you help in all kinds of ways, and he can even help you through food. Take your grocery money yeah. and, and buy a toy or what you need or try to, you know, work on your utilities or something, you know, if you need the help. If you don't need the help, don't, don't come get it. Yeah, if you need it, come and get it. It's what it's for. That's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you need it, come and get it. Yep. And you're giving them a free turkey. Mm-hmm. A turkey yeah, with yeah. that. I don't mean a big chicken, it is a turkey. It's not we, uh, Reverend Hunter and I, James, the other day we were talking about a a, a really good Beverly Hillbillies episode uh, where Granny had never seen an ostrich before, so she just called it a big chicken. She was trying to figure out how to cook that big chicken. <laughs> so and that's why he was saying, we're not giving away big chickens. These are turkeys. By the way, um, turkeys, there's a big markdown on turkeys now. I got one the other day, 50 cents a pound. I think I paid 
$6.59 or something like that for a, I don't know, however many pound, 12, 14 pound turkey. Well, see, these turkeys aren't like that, Tina. What? Oh, they're not? No, those turkeys that are marked down in the stores are marked down because you're buying other stuff in the store. I have to buy these turkeys wholesale. So Is that cheaper that than price. retail? Yeah, it's bigger okay. than retail because if you look at the turkey, you'll see two prices on those turkeys. Mm-hmm. One is the retail price that the store has at that retail price. Uh-huh. And then there's a markdown price that they have because you're buying other things in the store. Okay, okay, yeah. So so I don't get the turkeys at, at that markdown price. I have to buy them at the wholesale price. That's the price in between the markdown and the retail. retail. Yeah, yeah. It's still a, it's still, still a deal. Yeah, yeah we is. get a deal for it, but at the same time, you know, turkeys, turkeys are turkeys, and, and, and a lot of people love turkeys. They you do. Like them. If you don't want your turkey, don't worry about it. We got somebody else. Somebody, somebody else will. Yeah. I, I love all of the extra. The, the, I, it's, it's the leftover turkey that just excites me because there's so many things. I've got recipes that I make, you know, turkey enchiladas, turkey tetrazzini. I've never made the turkey soup, although a good friend of mine from Atlanta um, makes it every year. Their family makes it every year after Thanksgiving. I've never made the turkey soup, but I can't imagine it's you too much different than chicken soup. White chili. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Good too. And I've never had the turkey enchilada, Tina, but that sounds. Oh, I have to bring some. I have to. I have to bring you some, James. <laughs> it's one of my. It's my daughter's favorite. Uh, I can't make it enough for her. She just loves it. I'm. I'm okay with it, but she loves them. But yeah, turkey enchilada. But the turkey. It's. It's just. Uh. It's just. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Because after you've sliced it up and eaten it up, eaten it up for dinner, you still have a lot for a whole lot of possibilities. So. Um, yeah. That's what I was saying this morning. Well, uh, well, Reverend Hunter, I am so happy that um, you, you've got a full house, so to speak. Uh, but there, there's room for more. If people want to, if you want to come and be on standby, I guess is the best way to say it. Or how? I'm gonna give it to us going. Okay. This food and Martin University cannot hold on to it, and I don't want to hold on to it. Uh, so we're, we're not going to play around with it. We're going to give it to the people that are home and get in line. Make sure you have your ID. Be patient. Stay in your car. The, the Marion County Sheriff's will be there to help you through. Uh, we're also still, we, I've got a, a whole bunch of gun locks. We're going to put gun locks in there. We want you to, if you don't have a gun, give it to somebody that does. Because all of us know somebody that's got a gun, and, and, and nine out of ten chances it needs to be locked up. Or we got way too many killings and murders and mm-hmm. all this other stuff in there. The uh, gas company, we, we got um, their flyers is in there to help you. And some other things that's in that box. We There's more things in that box. It's called Christmas help. It's not feeding anybody. We're trying to help the family. We're trying to help individuals. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do what we can to stop some of this crime, killing, stealing, and, and all this other stuff that we have in our community. And, and we hey, Reverend Hunter, what's, what's the address of Martin University And on Friday? What uh, time do you want people to start 21, getting in line with their cars? 21, I think it's 2185, but I'm driving down the down uh, 465. I got it right here. I believe it is 2186. I've got it right here. Courtesy of you, uh, Reverend Hunter, uh, 2186 North Sherman Drive, uh, Friday, December 8th, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Uh, and again, it's 2186 North Sherman, which is the address of Martin University. Amen. 
Absolutely. So, James, you were asking what time should people arrive to start lining yeah, up? I'm just saying, should they get there and start lining up, and should they open their trunks or what? You want them to stay no, in your car. No, don't open your trunks. Just stay in your car. So you're talking about 700 families. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them may have a couple in the car or something like that, but at the same time, it's a lot of people coming through here. So they'll open up your trunk or somebody might see something in there they like. <laughs> We're trying to prevent that, right? Okay. <laughs> no, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Even though we'll have plenty of sheriffs there to, to arrest you, but get in your car, stay in your car, um, have your driver's license or state ID, and somebody will come out, get your state ID, and we'll put the groceries in your car. It is a lot. It really is. It takes two people to lift this box. Yeah, it is a week's worth of groceries. Yeah, with with like Tino saying, with food prices still. I mean, they they came down a teeny bit, and now I'm I'm seeing gas, uh, Tina and Reverend Hunter, for two ninety nine. Yes, you know. under a dollar, under three dollars for the first time in like forever. Uh, under three dollars a gallon. Well, y'all haven't been past the gas stations this morning because it shot up to three eighteen, three nineteen. I haven't been by. You're right. I just went by one thirty minutes ago, and it was two ninety nine. You saying it's gone up since then? But you know what? Prices yeah, vary. They vary. Two eighteen, nineteen. I'm like, wow, what happened? Yeah, they vary depending on what part of the yeah, city you're in. Yeah, they go up and down. They go up they and down. Go. But there are places still. Okay, I'm getting a tip. Yeah, there are still some places in yeah. the city where you can get it for two ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, a gallon, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. All right. Uh, well, uh, any anything else we forgot, Reverend Hunter? Or is there anything, anything else you need? No, I think that, that's pretty much a do it for uh, right now because we're – they're coming off the highway, and we're ready to go back home and try to dump that phone line. But, uh, you know, that's the number you call, and, and we'll do the best we can to help as many people as we can. And when you come on Friday, come with your patience. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Patience will definitely be 700 in order. Box, 700 boxes to give out. 700 boxes to give out. And they all will be distributed. So, all right, Reverend Hunter, good luck. And, hey, if, if you or someone from your team or anybody gets an opportunity to give us a quick call uh, during the middle of it uh, Friday, feel free. The phone lines will be open for you. Oh, we, we most certainly will. We appreciate everything that you guys are doing at, at Radio 1. Okay, well, thank you, Reverend Hunter. We appreciate you. You know, I just love you to death, Tina. Oh, well, the same here. The same here. So. All right, well, we'll talk with you soon. All right. All right. Thank you. And uh, James, uh, AJ just uh, text or just sent me a note that said a caller uh, just someone just called and said that there's gas as low as two dollars and seventy nine cents on the east side. Uh, AJ, yeah, on the east side. Okay, you know, yeah. um, if he if he is uh, uh-huh. uh, seeing if Reverend Hunter is seeing, yeah, like you said, it's very. It, it depends on where you go. Yeah, it but does. I, you know, I just went by a gas station, a Shell, that is usually. Uh, five cents to a dime higher than everybody else. Even when it's higher, they're still higher. And they were at two ninety nine, and that was forty five minutes ago. So I believe the caller. Thank you, caller. Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, love that. Uh, and uh, the fact that uh, a full house, they got a full. You know, they they've got a full yeah, slate. They- that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, yes. That is fantastic. Because we talked about it, Tina. Any help that people can get, they'll take it. Um, you guys' 
food and meal giveaway that you uh, have with the Urban League is, is it once a month now. Yeah, it's once a that month. Correct. In fact, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the last one of the year is uh, the last one is next Tuesday, the twelfth. Next Tuesday, mm. the twelfth. Yeah, and then the the Shepherd Center, who also is a good partner, a good friend of ours, they do theirs on Fridays. Um, I think once a month on Fridays. Theirs vary, so we have to get the exact uh, time. But yeah, they they do it too. They have distributions as well. Uh, so. well, it shows the help is still needed. It's yeah, needed, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I said, Stephanie Sanders with the Moselle Sanders Foundation uh, was telling me when we were talking about uh, the Thanksgiving meal and distribution and what have you. Uh, and she said, due to COVID, they had to scale back to just ten thousand. She said, I'm hoping we get to ten thousand or less this year. And I'm like, huh? She said <laughs> that because she said it's that's that would mean that there's not as much of a need. Yeah. And I said, oh, I said, so that's kind of the equivalent of working yourself out of a job or working your way out of a job. And she said, yeah, you could look at it that way, but we would love to not have to to, to give out any. That would yeah. mean everybody's be being fed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, First Lady Stephanie, um, her heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. And her mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. Stefan, that's helping her and it's kind of taking the reins. And mm-hmm. I would love to, for them to work out of a job, too. It doesn't seem like it's quite happening right now. It's yeah, need out there. And, well, you know, in due time, in due time, in they, due time as long yeah. as folks stay at it. Uh, we have a call from Lifestyles with Eric. Lifestyles with Eric. How are you doing today, Lifestyles? Hey, hey. What's going on? Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. So, you know, I was listening yesterday, and I, you know, uh, you had changed segments, so I just went ahead and hung up. But I just, I was listening to, uh, I think, one of the counselors and um, uh, somebody else that had called in, a gentleman, and he was talking about how um, the citizens shouldn't have to call in to the Mayor's Action Center and you know, to different, yeah, uh, different, that was Pastor Thornton. and all yep. that about, yep. remember, I've been talking about lighting for, you know, the last few years and yeah. um, how it's a safety, hello? Yeah, go ahead. We're hearing you. Yeah, how it's, yeah, a, we how it's you. a safety issue. Um, and I know that, you know, that's been one of the mayor's promises. You know, I talked to him on the phone, you know, remember when I talked to him on the phone about that before mm-hmm. he was reelected. Um, I just really, Last weekend, I, you know, like I said, I live off Cold Spring Road over by Municipal <laughs> Gardens, Marion University. Um, yeah. The streets were so dark that I literally uh, hit a curb and messed my wheel up on my van. Oh, um, not again. I mean, you really could not see the lines in the streets. Um, we're, I'm just trying to figure out why is this city so broke? I remember when I was a kid, um, or it just it, maybe it's not that we're broke, but... We, I know that other monies are allocated to other counties, and I get other counties get more money than the city of Indianapolis. I think that's what it is. But, well, and um, the, I, the other thing is, I'm so not meaning to interrupt you, but no, no, no. Uh, Councilor Lewis made a, a really good point, and uh, we, we've talked about it a lot of times. Our city gets used by more than people who live here in this city. That's what yeah. I'm the, talking about. Yeah, I, what and can we do about that. Well, the, again, we're going to have to lean on the legislature to change their calculations and change their formula because they give equal money instead of equitable money or well, institute the people that in their counties that they live in they, yeah they're looking Absolutely. out for their own clerks they're, they're looking out for their own if you go drive out tina yeah. oh yeah not cutting you off either to hancock county mm-hmm. to um shelby county to uh hendricks county uh and i've been out there I, you know i don't even have to say hamilton the other donut counties drive out their streets are fantastic they're they're James, really well James, I maintained pick up in these, i pick up people in greenfield every day i pick up people in anderson um you know 
all around Indiana, and you're absolutely right. They're, and, and I'm going to tell you, they're using concrete. How about that? Mm-hmm. They're using concrete, not, yeah. uh, not a mixture to fix their roads. Yeah. What is going on? Again, unless they change their calculus uh, and change what's going on is that we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting the, the, yeah, we're the short getting end the of the stick. Oh, yeah, we're getting shafted. We're getting the short end of the stick. And, you know, the, you can be as creative and, and, and finance things as creatively as you want. And that was part of the, the point of... Uh, Although he, he, you know, he took some heat, but that's okay. He understood, and it was taking it back. Uh, the, the, the guy from DPW that was talking about how they set aside some funds to say, you know, to stretch the money that they have mm. to, um, you know, and, and I understand. I get the point that, that, that you, James, and, and Reverend Thornton were making that it, it shouldn't even have to get to that. But unfortunately, it sometimes does. And if there's something that they can do creatively to help, uh, those that can help, I, I, I guess, but it, I, you know, it, it, you know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make a real funny analogy. It seems as if we're. It seems as if Indianapolis has to have a fish fry to get uh, to get something done. To to get some extra money to get to get some street lights. Or seems like we got to raise money on our own to get yeah. <laughs> to get some things done in the city of Indianapolis. I'm just making a joke, but that's what it no. seems like. It seems like we just don't have it to. To, to put where it's supposed to be put, because like you said, legislate legislatures and and all that stuff. I mean, it's just this is getting. I'm feeling like I'm living in a generic city. You know, we didn't used to be generic, though. It didn't used to be this way. The state house didn't used to be super majority GOP either. So, what you say? Yeah, <laughs> you know what, myself, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Tina pointed out yesterday, and actually in the past. They are so against a commuter tax, a user tax, yet they come through our thoroughfares, tear up our roads, don't pay, go home at night and, you know, and then have fun in their little enclaves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, 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 uh, they give us the short end of the stick. And when the, the, the legislature comes around, they don't want to put equity in the road funding for Marion County, and we're the golden goose that lays the golden egg. I mean, we're the biggest tax, um, you, you know, the tax well, if I may, in the in the uh, state because we're the largest city, largest community, largest uh, tax revenue base, and yet we can't get our streets fixed. Uh, from the state government, which has Adequate. a multi-billion-dollar right. lifestyle, you hear me? A multi-billion-dollar yes. surplus. surplus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we we're up to about five billion, right? In our war chest. For the, oh, well, they claim that it was down to three something, three point. Uh, yeah, but um, who's you know who's believing okay. that? Now answer this, Tina and James. Okay, so did politics change from the late '80s? Is that the reason why? Because I keep going back to the past. I keep going back to the past. When I was a kid, we had lights. I remember lighting. I remember Mayor Hutnut because I interviewed Mayor Hutnut when I was 12 years old. I remember Mayor Hutnut being doing the streets every couple of years. He was a Republican. He wasn't a Democrat. So I don't think that had anything to do with it. But I just remember things were a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Now, is this a politics thing? Is that the reason why things are different now? 
Well, I, I think it's a combination. I mean, I, if there, I, you know, there's so many things that change. Culture has changed. Um, okay. You know, yeah. so many things have changed. Uh, you know, financial structures around uh, certain things. You know, certain areas have become politicized that that weren't. And you know, like just just like this budget surplus, James. That's 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 political. Um, yeah, that when is. when it should be for. Uh, you know, for the citizens, because that's 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 your money, you know, the right. taxpayer. And, and they've got one or two groups that want to claim it so that they can get uh, brownie points and score political points. And, and, and for, one more thing, what I was thinking about yesterday, too, tax money or tax money. Uh-huh. OK, so it almost and then with them going up on property taxes in different uh, townships and stuff like that, it almost seems like. Um, we're being cheated out of what we're paying for taxes because we're not seeing anything that, for what right. we're giving up. Absolutely. You understand? We're Absolutely. Not, it's almost like we're, we, we have to pay our property tax. We have to do things like that. But it's almost like we're not getting anything for our buck. It's no. almost like somebody's right. ripping us off. And, Absolutely. And, and as a citizen, it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm paying my taxes. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not seeing – I'm not getting a benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of the benefits. Yeah. And you know what? We're, we're just going to we're, we're not going to take this. We're going to keep it in front of the people as long as I can, as long as I have an opportunity, because it's unjust. Mm-hmm. That is unjust. And they know it. And, you know, so and, and it's not like our legislators at the uh, who are advocating for us. But you asked if something was different. They have a super majority. I remember in the 80s when Evan Bayh. Uh, well, the 90s, when Evan Bayh was governor, th- there was no supermajority. We had, you know, uh, at one point, th- the Democrats were near a majority or had a majority. But now there's a supermajority, and they just, you know, our, our legislators show up at the committee meetings, but they're just the warming seats, if, you, if I might. They're just taking up space. It's you know, all about folks, power. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if they would legalize We got to create voting blocks. Yeah, that, that, that get if, attention. If would legalize marijuana as a business, we would. The city of Indianapolis would have about a billion dollars in one year, like Chicago did. Yeah, but guess one who that has Chicago to go through? Chicago made a billion dollars when they legalized marijuana. Mm-hmm. But I wonder. I, I wonder myself if it would dollars, impact but the, the city of Indianapolis would have a lot of money to spend and allocate to things that we need here in the city, and not. Wouldn't that have to go through the legislature? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So no, you're not going to get. You're not going to get. No, the base I, I one. understand. That's going to be a couple of more years. I know that they don't care who's closing in on us. They have. I know they don't care about that. <clears throat> but it's a it's a business. That's all I'm looking at it as a business. Well, and part of the reason that as a business that the legislature is just lukewarm, if even that, to marijuana uh, and the legalization of uh, of recreational marijuana is the the budget surplus that we have. You know, if you look at a lot of the states that have legalized and areas that have legalized the the sale of uh, cannabis, they have had a situ- They've not had multi-billion dollar budget surpluses, uh, especially no. Illinois, which at one point in time couldn't even pay out their or had to delay pay out to their lottery winners uh, because the the legislature had to wait for this and that and everything else and for certain monies to start flowing and here and there. And so, um, yeah, uh, it's wouldn't we make wouldn't we make more money from off. Now, I thought about this, but I don't know the statistics, but <clears throat> seems like we make more money off of marijuana sales than locking people up for marijuana because we're the ones that have to pay for the people that are in jail 
So if we sold it legally for the people, I think that we make a lot more money than locking people up unless they need to be locked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got people uh, incarcerated for marijuana, uh, little small marijuana. I was going to say that that has to be relative as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're a a player bringing a, if you're bringing a 53 footer uh, through the state and through the town. I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying. Being a low kid. level, low level marijuana crimes. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Small stuff. I'm Small sure, stuff. You, you know, we make more money instead of locking people up for it. We make in a year's time. We make a killer yeah. And the city would have street money for the streets, parks, recreation. See, that would just be Indianapolis. See, the, these these legislators, that would be one out of 92. And, and how they would disperse that money is another thing. Uh, yeah, you know, they, exactly. They pass laws mm-hmm. to continue to give the advantage to the rural areas. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the other thing. I know marijuana is, is, is a passive drug lifestyle, and it, 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 it kind of slows down your thinking. What do you think about the safety aspects, people on the road with it, you know, well, those kinds they are, of things? They... I'll say this, because I did live in California before. Uh, I've, this is my home, but I've lived in California. They don't have that problem out mm-hmm. there, and I don't think it's mm-hmm. just like it's it's not as it's not the same as alcohol. We all know that you know drinking and driving and smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. There may be some similarities, but not but yeah. not similar. And, uh, and it would be case. it would be worth a it would be worth a look to see what has been the impact or effect of the the states that have. Uh, that have legalized yeah. it. I don't. Right. I, I don't know if I've heard anything about Illinois uh, having any specific issues or not. Um, not at all. Other than a lot of traffic from Indiana, but um, yeah, you know. So uh, yeah. You're but right. anyway, it's yeah. Okay. Food well, for I, thought. I food for thought. Everybody. I appreciate y'all. All right. Uh, appreciate you too, lifestyles. Always a good conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, James. We've still got callers on the line, and guess what, callers? We're going to get back to you right after we'll this message. You. We'll get to you. We'll be right back. <laughs> Not buying gifts for children that's 30. I'm going to just say that right now. I'm I'm not. I'm (laughs) I'm not. And and, I know somebody in that car right now is saying, Griff, I'm 29. Do it count for me? I guess. You can say, ain't you all right? It got to be a cutoff. I'm saying it right now. It's a cutoff. And I'm going to say, ain't you all right? I'm a thousand years old. My mama still uh, give me a gift. How old are you? <laughs> a thousand. You ain't gonna tell me I can't means... get no gift from mama. Hi, mommy. Where my gift, mommy? I'm a thousand and one. That's how you coming in the house? Get up and don't miss a minute of Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Get up. On Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. Here at Urban One, we pride ourselves on supporting local and national black-owned businesses throughout all of our radio markets. Since we began our Buy Black campaign, we like to spotlight some familiar and unfamiliar businesses in our communities. From arts and crafts, restaurants, clothing and apparel, heating, technology, electrical. One thing is true, black folks have a business for everything you need, want, or could imagine. So let's show some love to all local and national black-owned businesses because when you spend money with the black-owned business, you are helping your community as well as helping yourself. The businesses for this week are Lifestyle Photography Das Miller, a transformational photography experience. Find out more at dasmiller.com. 
Mia Baird and Triple E Realty is your relentless full-service real estate agent. Call 317-618-1091. And get the latest styles from First Lady Boutique and Print Shop online at firstladyboutique.net. She was just a child and abused by parents who were supposed to love her. So she was placed in the child welfare system and had no plans, dreams, or hopes for her future. Child advocates' attorneys represented her voice in court and empowered her to believe in herself. Today, she's heading to college, a goal she never dreamed she'd reach. Child advocates is also interrupting racism for children and fights for justice, equity, and well-being for vulnerable Indiana children. This giving season, give your heart to a child in need. Donate at childadvocates.net. Tickets now on sale at the Clues Hall box office and DJGino.net for the All-Stars of R&B Love Fest. Starring Jeffrey Osborne, Patrice Rush, and Phil Perry. Tickets start at $69. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. I guess we could say the lines are open, James, although we didn't have to say it and the lines opened up anyway, right? <laughs> they just came on, <laughs> they? just they? came on. <laughs> but I will make it official, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Let's go back to the phone lines. Roderick, go ahead. How are you? Hi, Tina and Rob. James, this is Rob Bohannon. How are you doing? Oh, right. oh, well, yeah, Attorney Bohannon. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. No problem. So oh. I, I wanted to comment. I was listening to you yesterday driving back to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to your comment about the, uh, the roads and the lights. And historically, I, I keep saying history is important. Because you remember that part of the issue was that uh, Steve Dolphin cut a deal to freeze with IPL anymore streetlights because they didn't want to pay the fund and negotiate with IPL. And that's part of the reason why we have a problem with the streetlights because they were outdated, they weren't updated, and we didn't want to pay the money. So now we're trying to renegotiate with a new company, AES, who don't belong in Indiana, and therefore a lot of the laws that required local municipalities for electricity with, with the municipalities are out of the window. The second point was I keep saying that part of our problem is because we in Marion County don't deal with our elected officials. We have 12 state re- we have 12 state representatives representing Marion County. Yeah. Except for the four that are African American, most of us do not vote or contact the rest of the legislators who are Republican and ask them to begin dealing with our issues. People who get a, who are a, who are politicians look at votes. And even if they have a majority, they look at the number of votes and whether or not their vote margin increase or decrease. Right, right. They start decreasing, they start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so I keep saying, we keep complaining, but the very thing we need to do, we don't do. There you and go. We complain all we want or all we want. Mm-hmm. But in two folks who live out in Wayne Township and Warren Township and South Pole and so forth, black folks and white folks, and go to the polls and do the things of citizens. We don't write them. We don't call. If you go on the line, you'll find an email, you'll find a telephone number. And I bet you the next time somebody calls and complains about the streets or the uh, lights, ask when the last time they called their, their state representative. Ask when the last time they sent them an email. And ask them, do they have email? And, of course, they do. And ask them, why, why are you complaining to us instead of complaining to the folks who had the power 
to begin changing changing things. Yeah, well, uh, and and another unfortunate reality is so many people, James and I talk about this a lot, so many people don't even know who their elected officials are, who their representatives are. Now, I know that uh, be due to redistricting and some other things uh, that there is, some of it's going to change as far as the count. You know, certain things, the numbers and things are going to change. My council uh, number changed and representative changed. But the bottom line is you still need to familiarize yourself with who represents you on a city, uh, a state, and a national level. You need to know that because once you know that, you're right. Then you that's who you start to communicate your issues to. Um, and I, I say it all the time. Whether you win, lose, or draw, if you create a voting habit, a block of sorts, that makes these lawmakers pay attention or look up, win, lose, or whatever, that makes a difference. They do pay attention to that. Whether they win or don't they pay attention um to numbers that are growing they pay attention to numbers that are decreasing but if you don't vote you don't get in that number and so therefore you're not affecting change and so i i couldn't agree with you more couldn't agree so with the you. last point i make is that this uh legislative session can be interesting because one issue they've been dealing with is the question of marijuana Mm. And this time it got out of it got out of the study committee. So which means that it will probably be a couple of legislation. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this this session. Well the last I mean point, well let me ask you that when you say interesting to see how it plays out, I mean are you the the fact that it did make it out of committee, that is something that is eye-raising, I guess, because so up until this point, it never has. But do you really think it has still has a chance in the state of Indiana with these lawmakers? Well, let's, let's put it this way. Everybody's looking at what's going around them and the amount of money other states Right, right, right. So the fact that it came out of committee, which means that somebody's going to introduce legislation, says a lot in terms of how the legislature thinks. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to to even deal with it, entertain it, they don't take it out of study committee. It dies there. Mm -hmm. So the last cover session has died in the session, never came back. So the fact that this session, there's about three or four legislators who are going to be introducing them, says while it may not pass the session, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it means that it's gaining track. It's gaining. Yeah, it's gaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last point I would make is that we better pay attention to the vouchers. I don't know if you recognize there's two bills that will be introduced. One is raising the income. Uh-huh, uh-huh, raising the bar. If you make, make $240,000 a year, you can still get a, a $9,000 voucher for your kids. Mm -hmm. This year they're doing. The, they're going to raise it unlimited, so there'll be no income cap. But the other thing is that they will not allow vouchers for private schools. They have nationally capped it for charter schools and Catholic schools. Now they're going to raise the limit that is unlimited to even to private schools. And so I'd say that we keep talking about our public schools and what's happening IPS, but it's not just IPS that's beginning to get affected at terms of revenue. It's all the state public schools or common schools, which is what's called under state legislation, common schools. We call them public schools, but they're called common schools. So they're all being impacted. And so I say that to our listeners. We better start paying attention to what's happening in the legislature because our livelihoods and turn our children's livelihoods will be impacted. Yeah, uh, the quick question, uh, Attorney Bohannon, from James here. So you're saying that there's a proposal to raise the limit, the income limit, to qualify uh, households, parents who want to send their children to private school, raise the, the income limit so that more 
private school, uh, of parents who want to send their children to private school can, uh, can get uh, vouchers? Is that what you're saying? Yes. They're, yeah, they're, right now, $240,000 is the income cap for a family of four. Now they're talking about just being no income cap. So, therefore, anybody who makes well, a million dollars a year family of four could apply for a voucher up to $9,000 to send the kids. And this time they're talking about allowing private schools to be so that you can now use it for private schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that you cannot use it for private schools. Well, that you can. That, so you, that can. you can, yeah. So how will that impact the, you know, the charter school uh, movement there? How will that impact it? Well, they probably don't care. I mean, if they can raise the level to pay $250,000, that means they can begin trying to negotiate with parents for a million dollars or plus to, to, to say, you know, you need to consider your kids to come to a charter school, which might give them access to uh, dollars amount to, to, to support the schools. You know, so I don't think they care. I think to them, they, they view it as a benefit. Yeah, but they, if, they, if they're over 250000 to 500000 whatever, they don't need vouchers. <laughs> I mean, why would they we need can, them? I have argued that point going back eons. When I was president of NHB branch, I kept telling the black community that the idea of the vouchers and charter was not about educating black kids. It was about making available the uh, state coffers available for folks to, to uh, use money to educate their kids. And we fell into the trap. And so we're now dealing with the outcome of, of that and repercussion, and IPS is suffering for that. Yeah, and one more thing, an excellent point. On your comment about voting, um, I would say, and I don't know if Tina would agree or not, she may, that it has been done before. Look at Georgia. And they uh, elected two, uh, you know, just for the sake of argument, Democrat senators, uh, you know, with strong uh, votes uh, from communities of color, multi- multicultural communities, including Asian, black, brown, and white, uh, Senators Raphael Warnock and, and John Alsef, not once but twice. It can be done if uh, you organize at the grassroots. Would you agree? Well, organizing the grassroots is it, it, important. We've done that with Obama when Obama ran and the number and, and, and the state turned blue. You got to do more. If you look at the registration, the state registration, mm-hmm. this is a watch. Mm-hmm. There are more people registered Democrats in the state. We just don't vote. Yeah, well, I we mean, don't vote. Yeah. And the, the other thing have, with Ossoff and uh, Warnock. Ossoff and Warnock got a lot of national money because yeah. uh, every every state in the nation that had that that wanted to make sure that the balance of uh, the Senate shifted uh, sent money and and helped pad those campaigns. So it, it, it grassroots indeed, but um, a whole lot of help from outside and of the. What does that the money go for? They had boots on the ground, correct? Yeah. They, well, yes, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. Yeah, so that that's that I mean, that helps to people the boots three and four them. times, knocking on doors. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, but it, I'm ready to My argument is for the local side to deal with the issue. What we're talking about, streets and lights. The revenue needed to come from needing to come from the state legislature to shift, so that the city can begin paying more money to roads. Mm-hmm. That's a grassroots issue, and that's the issue, folks, in, in our community calling our state representative, mm-hmm. all 14 of them, mm-hmm. sending emails. And I guess I'm not sure whether Radio 1 wants to lead this charge, 
But I remember years ago, uh, TLC, when it was begin trying to raise the issue in terms of busing and making sure that our parents understood how to deal with this, their kids and for survivors, they did a whole lot of PR piece around that about going to the school, dealing with the counselor stuff. So the black kids who are being bused would survive. And I guess I'm raising the same question here. You have a very important soapbox. And begin to think about in terms of how do you begin raising those issues and organizing your, our listeners on that issue. If that's important to this community, then how do we lead it? And I'm saying that you have one of the leadership position to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 picking an yeah picking an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's key. out there. Yeah, there's there's so many out there, but you're right. You're right, uh, Attorney Bohannon. Yeah, um, it can be done. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, no that's no, a good no, one. I'll stay point. right there. Very good points. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day. All right, you too. You too. Uh, Counselor Oliver, go ahead. How are you? Tell him don't leave. I got a question for him. Oh, he's gone. He's gone now. I just want to make a comment about the observation that he made about the voter turnout, and I share the views about the low turnout, but the reasons why I guess it's all over the map as to why we have a low, low turnout, that was a big issue to many in our community going back to even before Mega Evers, this, the uh, NAACP field representative mm-hmm. in the state of Mississippi uh, over voter registration, things like that. Mm-hmm. And he and many others uh, suffered and ultimately some uh, were assassinated for trying to emphasize that. So that there was a kickoff to try to involve uh, more persons in that participation, and many did. Most recently, mm-hmm. uh, with President Obama was a candidate. Uh, there were some grassroots there, mm-hmm. uh, troops on the ground, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, across the political spectrum that, ha- that caused that to happen. Since that time, uh, it's been kind of all across America, but specifically here in the state, county mm-hmm. kind of Mary, Indianapolis, it's been kind of a slow drift of stagnation mm-hmm. on turnout, mm-hmm. as your guest spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. about we have a lot of registrations, but low turnout. Right. Yeah, and it's a point that our uh, our, our uh, regional VP Dion Livingston makes quite often is that the, the state of Indiana, the city of Indianapolis, county of Marion, does not have a voter registration problem. We've got you know probably more voters registered than than many uh, you know in similar circumstances. It's just that we cannot seem to get voter participation levels to where they need to be. Um, and I, I don't know what, you know, that was another point that, uh, James attorney Bohannon made, um, a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, in that, even though with the, um, the municipal elections that were held, um, uh, in November last month, uh, that even though the participation was the highest it had been in, uh, more than a decade, uh, at 26 percent, it's still basically only one fourth of the eligible voters uh, turned out. I mean, it went from, what, 19 to 20 percent to 26, almost 27 percent. Yeah. Yeah. But that's 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 still kind of that's, that's embarrassing. It's that. paltry. Yes. Yes. It's just uh, bad. But let me say about voter participation, uh, participatory democracy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our city, we have 
about 25 leaders uh, that represent grassroots community, blue-collar neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And they appoint themselves as the spokespersons for their community, for their group. They're not elected. We have a lot of voices saying that I represent the people, uh-huh. and that's okay. But what has happened in my lifetime, the last 20, 30 years, I've, there were mm-hmm. particularly amongst us men, mm-hmm. there were we tend to sit back and let our leaders slash speak for us. Mm-hmm. Instead of the individual man that has been violated, he gets a lawyer, he pro- he does something because he was mm-hmm. injured. You know, he something mm-hmm. happened. His lights uh yeah. he asked him to put his lights back on. There was something in his life, in his block, be it potholes, what have you. The individual property tax, the individual citizens speaks up. But what has happened in the last several years is that where many don't say anything. We have one person yeah. that the news media turns to and, and get a sound bite from them, and it causes us, some of us men, to just not say anything because we got leaders speaking for us. Now, that was okay starting out. NAACP, Sam Jones, Urban League, Dr. Pickney, all those. That, that was – but – Still, the individual person, when the school kid in the household comes home with a not-so-good report card or note, that household man must go to the school and find out what's going on here. But what has happened, we've kind of ingrated this into our system where we have spokesperson. We don't do anything until we call a meeting. And I made a call a racial meeting, and we dump all our things at that meeting. And then the spokesperson mm-hmm. goes somewhere and speaks up to save represent the people. And it's taken away, or we've given it away, to where the individual person belongs to a group. Mm. And he's not an individual person. Someone yeah. assigned yeah. that man or woman to a group, yeah. Yeah. class. Or we assume that. So that, that's one of the dynamics at work. I won't deny that. I, I think I still think that there's a lot more, though, uh, Councillor Oliver. I really do. Um, I, and I, like I said, I don't deny that that's not something that's at, at, in play because it is. But uh, in, in terms of voting and voter, you know, participation and voter turnout, it's a whole culture that seems to have been or that we're losing. We're losing the culture surrounding uh, the excitement, uh, the responsibility, uh, the, uh, the 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 gra- you know the gravity of of the vote. I, I, I agree. We're we're losing. You know, somehow that culture is eroding, and yes. we just I, because you encourage me to go vote, and I do that. That doesn't mean I'm going to win. It just started. I must speak up, no matter. Who is in office? That's true. That's true. That's true. I must write letters, Mm -hmm. make phone calls, emails, text messages, what have you. Yeah, you got to participate. Participate in the process. Yeah, in the process. So So that's that's what I want to express. Okay. The person speaks up and Mm -hmm. not rely on 
uh, after you vote, you still must participate in democracy mm-hmm. by going to the meetings, sit, asking your, like I did, like what happened to me. Yeah. I have voters that call me, send me messages of, about if this is before you just come mm-hmm. as a council meeting, would you please support it because it's, it's good for our community? Or Councilor Oliver, would you vote against this? It's not well, that's the way it should be, Councilor. That's, I said that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah. I'm saying that we're not doing that. Instead, every four years uh, or whenever, uh, the voters are uh, contacted and said, we're going to uh, mm-hmm. well, we do. hold them accountable. You know, but it's more than just voting. After mm-hmm. you vote, you don't say, well, my guy didn't win, so I'm not going to uh, mm-hmm. bother the other person. No, no, no. No matter who's in office, you pay taxes. As your guests are speaking about again, the culture, the culture around all of that, and thank you, thank you, Councillor Oliver. And I, I know what you're saying, but James, the point that, that Councillor Oliver was making, I mean, the, he, I understand the examples that he's given, uh, but how do we recapture the culture? Yeah, especially it's a hard battle. I remember the other day mm-hmm. I was listening, and you had uh, Cordelia Lewis Burks, Miss Cordelia, and there was a yeah, there was a guy calling. He was kind of, <laughs> you know, he was. <laughs> He I know what you get ready to say. Uh, you know, uh, attached, shall I uh-huh. say, to his phone call. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he was buying lottery tickets, I thought, yeah. uh, and getting gas. But his his argument was that, hey, I voted, Tina, Doesn't and matter. nothing ever changes. I've been voting for 10. You so, know, so I quit. I hope so that, I quit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that needs to be few and far between. We need mm-hmm. to, to recognize the urgency of the hour, not that mm-hmm. voting is going to be mm-hmm. the all be all but look at the history and what we have and the tools we have it has worked for us in the past mm. to better our circumstances and mm. other people's too yeah somebody somebody else we were we were talking one time it was a, a basketball analogy too like okay you're in the game right you're playing the game you take yeah. a shot and then you walk away if the shot doesn't go in no you follow the shot and you keep going and going until you okay if you don't get it you go down and you try it again but once exactly. you shoot the shot which is your vote you follow your shot you know, you follow it up to make sure it goes in and make sure it it, it, it achieves the desired purpose. And if it doesn't, you try it again and you keep going. Right. But you got to stay in the game. You got to stay. Yeah. Uh, you can't just throw something up there and say, okay, I'm done. It didn't go in. I didn't win. So I'm going to walk away. You never, well, you lose. You're going to lose the game anyway. Absolutely. Because you're not following your shot. But um, yeah, that was a very, very simplistic analogy. But, you know, it, no, it, it touches in right some way. Right on point. Because yeah. It, Throw your hands up and give up. Yeah, you're out of the game. You're out of the game, and that's yeah. what I thought. That's what you were going to say, because Miss Cordelia told told one of the calls, "Well, you already made your mind up, so there's nothing we can say to you." Goodbye. <laughs> you know, she said goodbye. And once you made your mind up, I, I there's nothing. There's nothing I can say. Hey, we got to get a break in here. We'll be right back with more community connection right after this. Get up church. Best day ever. On the next Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Hey, good people. I'm Erica Campbell. And I'm Griff from Get Up Mornings. Make sure you join us tomorrow. We'll have the music and the motivation that you love. So make sure you tune in. Plus, my girl Jay is sitting in for me. Y'all going to have a blast. We'll have your faith walking. Love talking. And joy living on Get Up Mornings. On Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indy's Inspiration Station. So I had no job, no car, nobody to watch my son. A care source, true story. And when I finally got a job interview, it was a half hour away. I was just stuck, you know? 
Then one of my friends told me to call CareSource. I was like, uh, my health insurance company? CareSource is so much more than health insurance. We helped Becky with her resume, childcare, and transportation so she could get the job. What can we do for you? Visit CareSource.com. Hey, Willie Moe Jr. here. And your boy D. Stone. And Wednesday's all about relationships. Yeah, it is. Dr. Tart, he has really made an impact. And if you want to make an impact on your relationship, make sure that you pull up. Next time on the Willie Moe Jr. Show, flat out. On Praise, AM 1310, 95.1 FM, flat out. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, let's continue working through the phone lines because they have been lit up quite a bit uh, throughout the, the show this afternoon. Steve, how are you? You wanted to respond to a previous caller, Lifestyles? Go ahead. I did. Um, hello, Tina. Hello. Um, what I wanted to piggyback off of that is uh, um, it, it, he said it seems like a slap in the face. Uh, about what we're putting in and not getting out, and I totally agree. I, I'm not sure maybe one of you guys know or maybe one of the callers that will know after I'm gone. Um, one of, I believe it was Ballard. I don't want to say for sure. Mm-hmm. But we don't even own the parking meters on downtown. Yeah, and, the, private, you know, on the privatization. Yeah. Event, they privatize we, we have to pay so – you have to pay all day long mm-hmm. on a Saturday event – if you got a family of four to six and you're taking your grandkids somewhere, it's already expensive enough to get in and, and handle a family. But then yeah. they sold it to another state. Mm-hmm. Somebody else owned our parking, mm-hmm. uh, public parking. But, you know, so many uh, – the privatization of the city of Indianapolis, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, James, a lot of that was ushered in uh, during the administration of uh, Mayor Steve Goldsmith, was it not? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because he – he started trying to figure out a way to, to turn a dollar uh, in ways that we had never turned a dollar before. And so everything started being privatized. So, uh, you know. Yeah. And then Ballard did, uh, he continued it. Yes, yes. That, yeah. They believe that line, yeah. And so what they do is they, yeah, they, they give, uh, they, they hand over services to a private company that increases, uh, that promises to increase their bottom line. Uh, and there it happens. I mean, it's the same with the, the state lottery. I mean, it's called the Hoosier Lottery, but uh, it's not, you know, the Hoosier Lottery is privatized. And the company, okay. yeah, the company that, uh, I think it's something tech, uh, promises uh a, you know, a certain amount bottom line profits and they deliver, uh, you know, in ways that maybe, you know, state didn't. So it's unfortunate. Can I add yeah. some real quick? Then, yeah. Please? Prisons are privatized. i show you a real simple way of almost I consider it abuse. Uh, and this has nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I got a ticket uh, last month. First ticket I had in over 30 years. Mm-hmm. But when I went to pay the ticket, the ticket was $175. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... The ticket itself, the actual ticket, was forty nine dollars. 
And these taxes, these road taxes was <laughs> on there, county taxes, state mm-hmm. taxes, local taxes. If there was a difference of 127 odd little taxes that I see when I purchase my license plates, mm-hmm. when I when I pay my, my, my mortgage, all these different uh, little taxes accumulate uh, 70% more than the ticket. And we pay for these gas taxes. All of that was individually broke down on there. And so when they boast about how much they have in the surplus, to me, I, I feel like, yeah, that's great you have that in the surplus, but you stepped on the backs of the voters mm-hmm. to get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so... Yeah. All right, I'm gone. I, I we'll go off of that. Thank you. All righty, thank you, Stephen. And and he's absolutely you know correct. And if I'm not mistaken, I probably should ask him before he left. I think they they slip in on those tickets. I haven't had one for a while. Let me knock on some wood. Haven't had any tickets for quite a while. But it seems like to me even. Even when you mail in a ticket and just pay, you know, you say, hey, uh, and you, you, you check the box that you're admitting that you, whatever the violation was, that you did it and you want to pay. I think even when you pay and send your money in, you're paying court costs as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've yeah. got a little charge in there for court court oh, costs for what? I didn't they, go to court. I'm, they, you know, I'm, they, I'm settling out of court. But, yeah, you got to pay court costs for your tickets. But you know who the worst offenders, James, of these extra charges are the cable companies. Uh, oh, my goodness. The cable or Internet, you know, whatever you want to call them. They will start you out with a package, say, for instance, $90 a month. And by yeah. the time they finish with this fee, that fee, regulation, you're up to $175, $180 a month, taxes. Yeah, absolutely, Tina. It, it, it's just a scam. And, you know, people trying to who have tight budgets, and, you know, many of us do, and people mm. watching their, their, their money, you just you have to keep your eye on stuff like that because they will gouge you, mm-hmm. and 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 um, it's a it's a well talked about uh, fact in 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 my family that hey this cable company piles it on uh, or does that one pile it on mm-hmm. um, uh, more <laughs> they both do I mean you switch from they one to the it. other yeah. it makes no difference they're yeah. still piling on fees piling and, it on and, and, yeah and and if I could just comment about Steve. You know, I, I would tell Steve, look, get you, you, you vote, get your your brother, your cousin, <laughs> your uncle, your aunt, your sister, mm-hmm. everybody in your circle to vote, and and maybe we can raise that twenty six percent in in the uh, municipal uh, elections and general elections and you know uh, congressional elections and and statewide elections. Uh, maybe we can raise that up if everybody uh, buys in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was, you know, trying to say to Attorney Bohannon, although he made excellent, excellent, excellent points, that uh, what, the only thing I was trying to say to you was if it can be done in the state of Georgia, which has a large black population, mm-hmm. uh, it can be done here. And I think uh, I'm trying to say one of your guests or some of your, the legislative guests have said if we voted – at seventy percent, at seventy per even fifty percent, we could change the outcome of state elections 
and put in people we wanted in this urban area, in Marion County. Yeah, just, well, because uh, Dion, like I say, who is, is just really good with numbers, he can, he can you know, keep them in his head or whatever, but uh, he makes a, a, an excellent point about the city of Indianapolis being uh, a majority-minority city in that yeah. uh, African-American population is roughly 30%. Uh, Hispanic, uh, uh, Asian, uh, Chin, uh, other is uh, about 26 or so, something percent. So that's over 50% minority in the, you know, yeah. Indianapolis and Marion County. And if all of those minority groups coalesce and come together uh, as one, uh, we we really could impact a lot. Uh, we you could know. impact a lot. And that's not even to speak of they, and I think the f- former, uh, mm-hmm. my former colleague Eunice Trotter, who's now over at the um, Indiana Landmarks. Landmarks, yeah. Mm-hmm. That she has said we have allies who agree with our points of view among the white population, among absolutely people who have pink skin, white skin. They, we have allies, and they would vote too as well with us, and that would put us. Over 50% with the 30% black population. Latino population is well over 10%, maybe 15 That's 45 right there. You throw in other minorities. Yeah, others, and you Asian. get about 20, a little more than 20-some percent. So it's over 50. Exactly. Yeah, It's yeah. over right there, even yeah. without those who yeah. believe as we, we believe. It, absolutely. Uh, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Joe, how are you? Uh, good afternoon, guys. How are you? I'm well. Good afternoon. Hey, Joe. Joe, uh, Joe, thank you for calling. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to make this comment, James. Um, yeah. um, I got a, 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 a message from my bank yesterday that $468 had been taken out of my checking account. And I'm wondering, what's, what's going on? Mm. So I go to mm. my bank account, mm. and I find out, that AES had made a payment deduction out of my account for automatic pay that's already been made. They took that money out of my account. My my budget billing uh, payment is $110 a month. I gave them a call, and the woman heed and hard, the payment is made to California. But the woman heed and hard, and finally she said, uh, Mr. Harris, this has got to be elevated to our supervisor. And I said, well, what's going on? And she said, mm-hmm. I just need to elevate this to my supervisor. And I, uh, she couldn't figure it out. Well, she calls me back, takes my number, calls me back in about an hour and said, we elevated this to our supervisor and they made a big mistake. You've already made your payment. Now, get this, James and and Tina. They sent me a $206 check for credit that I had. And they just sent it last week, and then they turn around and take out $400 out of my checking account for a quote-unquote payment that's already been made. Well, How many um... other people are they doing like that? that don't look at their bank account and they just go along with it. 
Yeah, that, that's one reason why I am really, really against automatic payments. Yes. Do not use them. Ever, I don't, Tina. What were you going to say, Tina? No, I was going to say the same thing. I use them to a very, very minimum. Uh, and there's some that, you know, like my insurance or, you know, that I know is really, really secure. Uh, and it's a lot that, you know, it just, but I don't do, most of mine I pay directly. The majority. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting you said that because I changed all of my automatic pays. So I'll go in there and pay it. It's already set up. Mm -hmm. All I got to do is go in there and push a button and the bank pays it. Yeah. No, I I, I think I might have one or two. I think I'm at two, on automatic pay. Tina, I, I correct myself. I think I have one, and it's insurance, my car insurance. Yeah, that's my, my car insurance I've got, I've got is automatic. Yeah, I've got that, too. Yeah, that's what I was, saying. I was trying to think of insurance. No, they take advantage oh. like that. We were just talking about that. Yeah, but he, You know, and AES, remember they wanted that, like, what was it, Tina? They were saying 17% increase, and you had found out, or somebody was reporting, it was yeah. much more than that. Yeah, the, and yeah, it, and they ended up, I think they're going to get like a 7, 6 or 7% increase now. So more less, more I than half. Tell them for 11, 11. So they settled for an eleven, but it was after. Was it eleven? Like, I, you know, I don't know, James. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was in the single digits. Yeah, it? yeah, it was more than that. It was like seventeen percent. Seventeen percent, but in reality, it was going to be more like twenty percent. But what the settlement was, the settlement was seven percent. Yeah. Which, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, now the other thing is this: you were talking about that extra added cost. Some of these companies, like Metronet. They give you this high oh, my speed, goodness. That's what my dad uh, is. Uh, internet, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at my bill, and it had a service charge on there. I said, what's this service charge for? Mm -hmm. Well, that's for in case we have to come out to your <laughs> You didn't ask for it. <laughs> yeah. That no. means if you don't come out for a year and you're paying $12 a month, how much is that for 12 months? You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's 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 almost akin to a scam. It yeah, really it is. is. But you know what though? There are. Um, I take that. I've got three instead of two. I've got instead of one. I've got three, and I'm going to tell you why. The one is just insurance. I mean, that's just the way you had to set it up for your insurance. The other two that are automatic, is because I get paid fifteen. I get a fifteen dollar a month credit. Yeah, when you do it. When you do that. it, and that's the uh, and that is. Uh, cable and cell phone i get a 15 dot now they uh they want you know a lot of these companies that want ac you know they want automatic they want you to go to paperless billing they want you to do other that you pay me and i'll think about it but i'm not doing it just because it's more convenient for you because i do i like to do it myself but i just thought about that but it yeah two two i get it yeah gives them control gives them too much control over like your money duped joe yeah like they duped you well, but i've well, been i've had really good success with with mine you can understand uh, mortgage payments insurance payments i don't do mortgage either uh, payments mm -hmm. like that i can understand Mm -mm. I, I do yeah. two that I get paid for and one I had no choice. Automatic billing. Uh, automatic yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, and Joe, payment. before you go, I want to tell you thank you for standing up um, for you know what I'm talking about. It was yeah, on another yeah, radio show. Yeah. And I thank you. I didn't get a chance to thank you. I thank you for standing up. But I, and I, I, I can't really tell you that. guys that I got crucified for saying that 
on a Saturday morning show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't. I didn't hear. I don't know what you're saying, but uh, I trust you, James. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thank him. He but, stood but up. But I really appreciate that man. because I do listen to the show. And uh, not to go and belabor that, that point that yeah. I talked about, uh, there are a lot of people out here that can't get their words out properly. And that does not mean that they're uneducated. It doesn't right. mean that they're Absolutely dumb. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, That's there are right. people, my father couldn't even say the word spaghetti. Mm-hmm. he called call it muggetti. <laughs> but he was a Southern guy, and there are certain words like sausage, and they just can't pronounce them. And so they they don't need to be ostracized and made fun of. No, that's not a barometer of intelligence, though. Not by not not yeah. not in the not in the least. Absolutely not. Uh, no, no, because, no, no. But but, uh, but some of these uh, people that come on and and hey, we really enjoy listening to their point of views and and the way they uh, uh, put uh, uh, put it out there. Mm-hmm. But to criticize other people. Because they're not on your level, quote unquote, what you think they are, is is wrong. And I really appreciate you, uh, James, uh, uh, acknowledging that. But but I really I listened to the Saturday show, and the person that I'm talking about was my mentor growing up. I mean, yes, I grew up as a seven year old boy looking up to this person, and I still look up to him because his father baptized me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, and you he and my, he and my brother were real good friends in, in at church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I still right. look up. You, I'm not mad. I, I still look up to him. But but uh, 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 Tommy is just a person that when I was growing up, he was not bigger than life, but he was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't hear it, but I trust you too in your conversation, and and so be it. All righty, Joe. Thank you so okay. much for what you have shared. A nice- uh, you okay, too. you too, Joe. You you too. Uh, George, go ahead. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Tina James. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, how are you? How are you? So I'm in these little backwoods back here trying to get out. <laughs> oh, you uh, got to do that. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to what um, Lifestyles was saying, the other gentleman was saying about the, uh, all the taxes he had on mm-hmm. the ticket that he received. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that, I mean, if you can re- correct me if I'm wrong or educate me, fill me in, but... Is the, I'm feeling like, or we is that like taxation without proper representation, or are we just being, uh, in a modern sense of words, of, of, of slaves, economic slaves? You know, without without knowing how that whole thing is set up and what each of them means, I really couldn't say. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, I. <laughs> You know how that you know how that structured uh, you know it's been and, and like I said I better knock on some wood <laughs> it's been ages since I've had a ticket um, like that you know any kind of moving violation ticket whatsoever not even a parking ticket uh, although I was downtown this morning and um, I I had to go to our you know our other location because we're we're going to be in there in that building fairly soon but. Um, I, I didn't want to go in the parking garage because I was only going to be there for a short amount of time. But I noticed that there are even newer parking meters now that are a little bit more convenient because the old ones, um, you had a you had a, a slot or and it, there was an arrow pointing to what your slot was. And you had to look all up and down the street and the sidewalk to find 
where you paid, you know, to find the, the, the payment center for that. These, you, you know, you, you it's back to the old-fashioned way, you know, the meter's right in front of where you're parking. But there's still, um, I, I think the price even went up even further for 10 or 15 minutes worth of time in that particular slot. Uh, so, um, but I, I say that to yeah. tell you, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, even since the last time I was downtown, even the parking meters uh, and that structure has changed. So I couldn't tell you. I'd like to look into it, though, and yeah, see. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would uh, you know, my comment would be similar. And, and that, I think, kind of validates George's call here is because yeah. I had no idea that if you get a $42 ticket, that it ends up 175 I didn't know who put those taxes on there or when. Was it the state? Was it the local government? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I didn't get any, I didn't give any approval for that. So, in, in a sense, could it be categorized as taxation without representation? It could, I guess it could Perhaps. be. But, you know, they're varying, they're varying levels of moving violation fines. I mean, a construction zone is, is probably oh, twice yeah. what a speeding ticket is going through a school zone. And there, yeah. I remember distinctly, um, fighting that one because I know that I was not speeding through a school zone. So I went ahead and went to uh, court and, and ran the risk. And I, you know, but I went out, took pictures, did everything and, and presented my case. And the judge says, okay, uh, so be it. And he said, case dismissed. But uh, I saw some other folks uh, before me and after me in that same court get skewered <laughs> with, yeah, okay. because if you go to court, um, and you, you lose, the then you, you got Yeah. The court at that time, the physical court costs were $125 at that time. And I'm telling you, know, this is how long ago it was when I had the, the uh, it was right after 9-11 because the morning of 9-11, I was on my way to traffic court. And then we all got stopped and turned around and everybody, you know, everything was shut down. So then when things calmed down and got back to uh, to business as usual, about six or seven months later, uh, I went to court again and my case was dismissed. So that's how long ago. I, I tell you that to give you a, a reference point is how long ago I had been uh, involved in any kind of a moving violation. And I when, knew I wasn't I speeding my, in the school zone. My whole, my whole idea was about the taxes in general, too. Yeah, the taxes. On, but in here's the thing. I, I just saw court costs. I did not see... The breakdown. I didn't see the the base price of what the violation was, but I'm going to look at that. That's a good point. It's a very good point, George. It, yeah. Even in, outside of the the ticket situation, about the local taxes that we're having to pay, and then we found out that we have what five billion dollars in reserve funds, mm -hmm. but shouldn't it's at our least, taxes yeah, it's be at least going three, down three billion, yeah. up in certain situations? Yeah. It's at least three billion, and, it, and we suspect that it's much higher. It was three billion at the end of the year, so you mm. could be close. Yeah. But it's it's the, it's the GOP party's bragging rights, and it's the person who heads the GOP, the the chief executive of the state, their bragging rights, uh, okay. to you know to get them to the next level or wherever they want to go. Well, look, I I when I left office, the state had a three billion dollar surplus. Okay, fine, or a six billion, yeah. or an eight billion, or whatever. So okay, um, so so it basically yeah. just comes down to basic. Uh, blue versus red in politics, and I wonder under the assumption of if there was a, let's say, Republican mayor, would we have a better 
expenditures coming our way for us, what people have been complaining about, about the road. Not necessarily, just, because, just you know, you know why I would say not necessarily, George, is because today's Republican Party is so fractured uh, and, and goes in so many different ways. And James, uh, mm-hmm. would you agree that yeah, just to say uh, as a Republican, now the extremist and the, uh, the supermajority, you know, you can you can find certain groups that you can categorize and, and describe, but I don't know what a GOP mayor, I mean, the GOP mayor could be moderate. Uh, you know, what's his name? Jefferson Shreve, he, when he first started uh, opposing, you know, first started his campaign to uh, oppose the, the Democratic incumbent, Joe Hoxett, he was you know, more MAGA-like. And then as the campaign went on, he modified his stance, modified it, modified it. So where you almost didn't recognize him and you would, you had to look twice to think, is he really a Republican? But he was adjusting kind of like a self-adjusting brake, uh, you know, on your car. He kept adjusting, adjusting, adjusting to try to get, you know, whatever the vote, you know, what he thought the voters wanted. So it's hard to say. I would, I would say though, that it, would be more likely than not that there would be favor, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think it would be economic favor because uh, Goldsmith with the privatization that was bad to me economically, all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the mayor in Carmel was, but they had a lot of infrastructure improvements. They, you know, they want to be the traffic circle king of the world. I guess. Oh, they are the roundabout. They're the roundabout yeah. <laughs> capital of the of the planet. Yeah, I don't like to so go to Carmel. For, I don't like I don't to drive in the, If a Republican mayor, I'm not saying I'm going to vote for Democrat or Republican or suggest anybody go mm-hmm. off and vote for a Republican mayor just mm-hmm. to get the roads fixed. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the economic, the economics in that situation with our roads and infrastructure, would the funding be more swayed that way if it was a Republican mayor to get uh-huh. some of the infrastructure of the that's a that's a good question, yeah. George. That's a good, question. a good question. And I'll, I I think it would be it would depend on what the agenda would, yeah. would be. Because yeah. even Tree said that mm-hmm. if he got in, that he would have a better relationship with the Republican state uh, legislature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. And he probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. He probably would have just by virtue of the three letters behind his uh, his name. But, yeah. yeah, it's just so hard to tell with any of them anymore, though. But, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. A good point. Yeah, that was just my question. Because I, I feel like a lot of people are saying, you know, we're getting $10 billion here sent overseas, and then we're here in America, we can't even get the homeless off the streets. And then you come to our, right here in our own community, a lot of people are complaining about the roads and folks coming in from other counties and, other, you know, uh, to go to the football game and sporting event, and they're mm-hmm. not even – paying to help repair the roads they use to come back and forth just to go to That's work right. or go to sport, you know, events downtown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big burden on the taxpayers here in Marion County. Yeah. And it's not, I agree, it's not fair. If you utilize our city for your entertainment needs or whatever, uh, you should, there should be maybe a little small poll tax that you for usage just of our road. Oh, tax. Okay, yeah. It, it should be something. Maybe we set up toll booths or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's what they do in yeah. Illinois. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Illinois is the toll capital of the, of the world, it seems like, at least in the Chicagoland area. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I want to let you guys ask you that question if you felt, if, you know, about that and see what your thoughts was and everything. I'm trying to get ready. I got a birthday in two days, so. Well, happy birthday. Uh, all right, happy, happy yeah. birthday. And my yeah. grandson's birthday is tomorrow, the day before mine, so. Uh-huh. Get ready oh, for wow. a little celebration and get him something and get myself ready to have a good time. How old is your grandson? Uh, he's like uh, 11 years old. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's a fun age. He's getting ready to be a big boy. Yeah, he's a yeah. big boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun age. So. I hope you guys have a fun time. Yeah. Happy birthday to both of you, to all of yeah, you. Yeah, I, so. I have a lot of uh, grandkids and, and one daughter. We're all a bunch of Sagittarius running around here. And my uh, my ex-wife, she said, your, your daddy got show, uh, told my daughter one time, I said, you, you got a lot of Sagittarius in this family. They all exactly just like their grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. That's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, have a good day and uh, have a wonderful weekend. You too, George. And happy birthday okay, again. Uh, indeed. Birthday. You know what, James? I've always been curious how people who were born. Uh, my niece, her birthday was the third of December yeah. and then but yeah. people's birthdays who are closer and closer and closer to the Christmas holiday uh, like they're cheated <laughs> I, I often wonder right. I often wonder well my grandson's birthday is not too long I mean it's like three weeks after Christmas two or three weeks after Christmas yeah uh, so they're in the he's in the to, to January then yeah he's into January Christmas mm -hmm. they feel like they was robbed yeah but his isn't even a month after Christmas so <laughs> but yeah but I but I, I caught myself saying you know because we were talking about what to get him you know, certain things he might need or want for Christmas. I said, "Ho, ho, ho! Wait, 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 wait!" <laughs> He's got a birthday. As soon as you you put take down the decorations and the tree, it's going to be birthday time. So let's you know, kind of pace ourselves for that. Yeah. But people whose birthdays aren't near holidays, they don't get that pacing uh, reset, I guess, if you will. I don't know. It's just your birthday, you know. So, uh, but it it is it is what it is. So it's all a lot of fun. Uh, let's go to a break, and we'll be right back with more Community Connection right after this. Indy, celebrate the holiday season with the ninth annual Citywide Christmas Musical, Sunday, December 10th at 6 p.m. at Mount Carmel Church, 9610 East 42nd Street. Enjoy a night filled with incredible gospel music featuring Lamar Campbell and the Citywide Christmas Mass Choir. Andre Speed and & Company and Brain Plus, national recording artist Ernest Pugh. To see some of Indy's finest choir masters, musicians, singers, and soloists come together in unity to celebrate the one who brought joy to the world. Proceeds will benefit the E3 Project and Brave Arts Incorporated. Don't miss the ninth annual Citywide Christmas Musical with Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. Monday on TV One. They wanted street justice. I can see. It's an all-new episode of Payback. Revenge starts with love, but often leads to hate and death. I can see it clearly. You took his life. You should spend the rest of yours behind bars. No one wins. Two lives are forever changed. Payback. All new. Monday night at 10. I can see it all. On TV One. 
She was just a child and abused by parents who were supposed to love her. So she was placed in the child welfare system and had no plans, dreams, or hopes for her future. Child advocates attorneys represented her voice in court and empowered her to believe in herself. Today, she's heading to college, a goal she never dreamed she'd reach. Child advocates is also interrupting racism for children and fights for justice, equity, and well-being for vulnerable Indiana children. This giving season, give your heart to a child in need. Donate at childadvocates.net. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. James Patterson, our contributing analyst, is with us today. James, we're heading down the home stretch. Yeah. It doesn't, it seems like we just sat down, right? It seems like we just started. Just yes, it does. It goes so fast. You turn three at the 500. We're mm-hmm. heading down. Heading down the home stretch. So, but uh, we were, I, w- I was just telling um, AJ, I was downtown this morning. You know, um, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, the Indianapolis, uh, well, Urban One uh, purchased the uh, Emmis stations, uh, a news network and um uh, tell uh, the um, uh, eight radio stations and a news. No, wait a minute. Four radio stations, five. We have a total now uh, combined with the Emma stations and the Indianapolis stations of Radio One. We have uh, eight stations, one um, news network, and one television station. And so, since the purchase, since Radio One purchased Emma's, uh-huh. um, our operations have been in two buildings: uh, the Emma's building downtown on Monument Circle, uh, in here uh, at. Uh, on East St. Joseph Street, uh, Indianapolis Station's Radio 1. So uh, in the not-too-distant future, I would say within the next two weeks, we're all going to be in one location finally. We're all going to merge downtown to the circle. Um, and I, you know, it's it's just an it's absolutely beautiful building. Uh, absolutely. James, there's so much there. I couldn't, there. <laughs> the building is nice. Uh, I saw my new office. Um, you know, we got new record, you know, the, the recording studios, the 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 building was already set up for broadcasting, but um, uh, it's you know it's being modified to bring more in and things of that nature. So uh, bear with us within the next couple of weeks because uh, as we move, um, you might hear some little glitches here and there. Maybe you won't. Maybe it'll all be seamless. I think it yeah. will because we've well, got excellent that's people. That's a great thing to, to yeah. move into a spectacular studio like that. A uh, building, a spectacular. It's a high rise downtown on Monument Circle. Uh, there are I don't know I didn't count how many floors there were, uh, but I you know I just found out what what floor we were all going to be on. And then uh, our television studio is uh, it, it it was like four times the size of the TV studio we have here. Uh, it's going to be massive. Uh, there is a, a full size, I mean, just a huge uh, gym, uh, com- oh, wow. complete with uh, sauna, showers. Uh, there's a basketball court in the basement if you want to. I mean, you know, it's just all kinds of things that you can okay, do. Okay, well, I need to come down there and shoot you out. Yeah, I, well, we can play horse. Yeah. I'll- <laughs> <laughs> I'll play. No, I'm I'll talking play. about like one-on-one or three-on-three. Oh, well, I, I'll do that, too. I'll do that, too. Okay. You know, I used to play in high school, right? Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's okay. No, believe you me, uh, that was back in 19-nothing, so everything's gone probably. But uh, but it was fun seeing it um, and to see that, you know, the sauna, the workout areas, uh, all of the green rooms, uh, the, uh, the the different sh- – you know, just, just total relaxation if you need to get away from things. And it's all in one building. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I was really excited about the TV studio coming from uh, TV because we, we do have a studio here, but again, you know, 
know, we it's it's it, it serves our purpose. But this one is huge. Uh, it's being built out right now, um, and uh, it is just going to be absolutely gorgeous. The green room, all of that. So uh, yeah, the fact that we're all going to be under one roof now, finally, um, is good. Uh, yeah, and, uh, that, is a, that is wonderful. Yeah. You should see my office now. It looks like uh, <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother had to say, I don't know where she got this, but she said, oh, my goodness, it looked like who did it, what for, and don't do it again. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's what my office looks like now. And I usually like to keep it pretty clean. But um, so uh, doing some things like that. But I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing everybody again, because part when the when the sale went through, part of staff went down already uh and then those of us that that had broadcasting responsibilities like sales traffic and some other they all went uh those of uh, our studios hadn't been uh, converted or built out yet so we stayed here uh at the old building but now that everything is ready for all of us to merge and become one big happy family um we're, we're going to get it done it'll be done before the end of the year sounds exciting it is i i don't know uh, how many uh, games of basketball I'll play? We'll invite you down, James. <laughs> Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll switch back to horse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Switch back I'll to drive along. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that uh, and the the I I couldn't even see all the exercise equipment and stuff that was down there. But whoever um, whoever put this building together, uh, well, Smolian, Jeff Smolian, owner of Emma's, and the at the very top floor is Emma's. Corporate offices, and uh, with Jeff Smullyan, and they've, uh, you know, he's he's put together quite a, you know, they had concerts in that building. They had areas for concerts, small concerts. There used to be banquets, dinners. There's a, a show show studio that you know that you can see. Uh, folks broadcasting right there uh, on the circle as you're walking around the circle. And just about every office has a view of downtown Indianapolis that overlooks downtown Indianapolis. Um, and haven't, hasn't the circle changed? I mean, the, well, the spark is gone. It's an attraction it, in itself, isn't it? It, it has. It really has. The, you know, the spark, they called it S Park or whatever park. Yeah. That was there this summer. Uh, they've, they've dismantled that, so it's full circle again. But, you know, the toy soldiers and the Santa's mail box yeah. and the, um, the 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 lights hanging from the uh from the monument soldiers and sailors monuments yeah, they, yeah. they call that the world's largest christmas tree all of those things are down there and it just looks very very festive and it's beautiful and it's even it's even more uh you know more appealing uh when you see all of that but just to be able to to look out the window uh any just about anywhere you go in that building to be able to see a view some view of downtown somewhere is just it's exciting so it's going to be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it oh yeah and i'm looking forward to get this getting this mess out of my office so i can get down there but my my office was there you know i had a little sign it said tina they said tina where's come on down come and look and see where your office is they said i your name is on the door over there and i said oh okay so yeah it's quite an improvement yeah, you know what you guys deserve it yeah thanks hard yeah, so. over the years yeah so i i, I like my new office but i'm gonna pack light i'm not gonna take a whole bunch of stuff down there because i don't need it um anyway um there uh john you have a question regarding the emmis building how are you yeah uh hi uh i'm just listening to you talk about the building and i'm trying to picture it in my mind i'm taking you back now years 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 ago did that building used to be watson's department store oh lord i wouldn't know I have no idea. I, I think that the building. I think Smullyan built that. Oh, okay. Uh, he, you know, I, I think that that was. I, 
I I don't know anything about what was on the circle. What you, I have no idea. Be a Watson's literally across the street from Ellis Airs on Washington Street, and it had a back entrance entrance which was off the circle. Oh, I I have no idea. Um, I do know where the old Airs building, is, and that's south of the circle, right on Washington Street, right. just south. Exactly. Uh, no, but um, pretty much most of those. Buildings, the Chase Tower, the uh, you know the uh, Emmis Building, uh, what used to be Indianapolis Monthly uh, is now a bank, uh, and then there's some old school uh, stores. But I, I it's a good question. I can ask. I can ask. No, no I'm just curious. I mean, I'm listening to you. And it sounds absolutely fantastic. But uh-huh, yeah. I knew that uh, I thought the Watson back entrance was uh, around that area on the circle. I have no idea. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember where the Blocks uh, department store used to be. There's a TJ Maxx right around the corner that's pretty dangerous. It's pretty dangerous. Too close. (laughs) Way too close. Uh, And lots of great places to eat, though, Uh, all within walking distance. And and that'll be good, too, because, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities to just take off and take a walk. Not that there aren't any here, too, but, uh, you know, there's just a lot of different places to walk. So, yeah. Great. Well, sound like it'll be fun. Should be, hopefully. Thank you, John. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully we can get some work done, James, while we're down there enjoying all those amenities. Yes, so we got to focus and get some work done, but uh, we will. We will. There's a kitchen on every, uh, like every so many steps, there's a full kitchen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. On every floor. Yeah, on every floor. So yeah. it was it's luxury personified, I tell you. So, um, uh, but uh, anyway, so the, a couple of things, just, just kind of recapping where we started. Uh, we started with the Reverend Richard Hunter, Reverend Richard Hunter Ministries, uh, their Christmas help program. All systems are go now, James, uh, for Friday uh, for yeah. the distribution. Uh, you know, he said that we, we've got the names and, you know, we're, we're, we've got our 700 but if you still want to come, come anyway, come anyway. not going to show up, he says. Everybody doesn't show up. And they don't. You know, it's yeah. true. They really, really don't. So uh, 317-239-1310, for whatever reason. I mean, it's like anything else, a party, whatever. You know, if there are things come up and folks simply cannot make it for whatever reason. Yeah, so that's right. um, there's that. Jeff, how are you? Hey, my two favorite people in the world. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Good, good, good. Now, I'm actually two guys a question. I know either uh-huh. one of you guys are lawyers, but I'm sure you watched the news where they had the the, the heads of Harvard, MIT, and I think another university, mm-hmm. and they were being grilled about, you know, anti-Semitism on college campuses. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that by chance? I did I not. I just saw reports of it, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I read, that. yeah, just saw the headlines, yeah. Well, I guess the, the the head of Harvard is a black woman. Yeah. And her name is Miss Gay. And I see that the GOP is going after her, you know, and, and you know, which is nothing new. You know, they, they love black folks. They really do. They love her so much. And basically, it was like, uh, you know, like, you know, the woman can't say, no, you know, we got to allow free speech, whether you like it or not. You know, if a, somebody said, let's wipe out all blacks, yeah, you know, you know that's atrocious, but you can't do nothing about it unless it's a direct threat to you as an individual. And, you know, I was listening to Sonny Hostin on The View, and she said that the Supreme Court would back that up because, you know, that's free, that's free speech. So basically these universes are bound by the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? 
Well, yeah, Jeff, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, you hear people, these Republicans, when Buffalo, they had a supermarket massacre and uh, Emmanuel Church where that, where that neo-Nazi shut up all those people. And mm. you hear nothing from these, uh, you know, nobody's advocating for the mass genocide of any group. But I just think the hypocrisy of these Republicans who embrace the Proud Boys, that you hear nothing from them mm-hmm. when Charlottesville went down. So. And now you got Trump talking about he wants to be a dictator if he gets a second term. So mm-hmm. when it comes to things like this, the GOP has no credit. You know, if Trump said, I want to uh, jump up and down in a pile of you-know-what, uh, they, they, it would be headline. I mean, so what? I don't care what he says. Uh, I guess yeah, that is important. But you know what? Speaking of the GOP, James, we didn't get a chance to even yeah. talk right before we went on the air. Uh Kevin McCarthy, former Speaker of the House, uh, Trump uh, suck-up, is resigning and And won't even finish out his term. The turmoil that that party is in. Yes, yes. So how how far does that shrink now? Because uh, the other guy who was the interim... uh, uh, Remember Santos, they put him out. Santos is out, but the interim guy, uh, Patrick, uh, or is it Pat, some, anyway. Johnson. Johnson. No, no, the interim before they got the... Oh, yeah, I think he's leaving, too. Patrick, yeah, the the bow tie guy, I can't think of his name. He's he's from North Carolina. Yeah, he's going. He's leaving too. He's not going to. I think he's not going to run for re. He's not going to run after his term expires. Then you've got McCarthy leaving leaving now, and you've got Santos out now. They had a slim majority already, so they they will immediately within a few days. They're they've lost two, and then and so this is uh this is really getting down to. mm. I don't know about. I I suppose I don't know uh, if Kevin McCarthy's California district is a safe Republican district. He's been uh, uh, voted in from there uh, several times. When Santos was, was expelled from Congress, they were down to a majority of two. Um, if McCarthy leaves and, let's just say, it becomes a competitive race and there's a Democrat, they'd be down to, it, it would be even. <laughs> I mean, because, um, you know, they would be have to figure out uh, whether this guy in North Carolina, if he... If he is, is is his seat is filled by if he leaves pa- Patrick McHenry Patrick McHenry yeah if his seat is filled by a uh, a Republican then they'd have a still slim majority so right now it's it's razor thin mm-hmm. oh do you hear can anybody hear a possibility of Speaker Hakeem Jeffries? Huh? I mean that that that's possible don't you don't don't you think Jeff? Oh my goodness. Well, it would be their worst nightmare. It would be my happiest. Yeah. <laughs> it would be my happiest day. Yeah, and and I mean, very deserving. But, I mean, especially with McCarthy leaving it, how, I mean, it's it's no longer remote, is as remote as it once seemed to be, Jeff and, and James. Do you think, I mean, I, the the reality, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, but, you know, and I'm going to close with this, you know, about Matt Gates when he, he did everything he could to undermine oh, that loser. Uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. What's that old saying? Be careful about what you wish for. Yeah, you just yeah. might get it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it, they, they have a they have they have a friction in that party among the hardliners or the extremists or whatever you want to call them, who you know they they want to um, mm-hmm. you know they wanted to shut down the government. They 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 want to reform entitlements. Uh, you know, they want to cut spending when their hero, mm-hmm. Donald, former President Donald Trump, 
uh, was the biggest uh, spending president. He, the deficit grew more under him than any president in history. But it, it's hypocritical. But we'll just have to see they are imploding. Yeah. Yeah, they are uh, imploding. And they're, you know, they're playing games. The president just came on right before we came on. Uh, to discuss the the fierce urgency uh, to, to not to to coin uh, to steal a, a title, but uh, the urgency of aid to Ukraine, and he's saying that the Republicans are being disingenuous and saying, you know, my way or the highway. They, he said that it has to be a negotiation. He said I'm open, I'm willing, but we got to work together. And the fact that they don't even want to work together and say this this or else. Yeah. Um, you know, they're doing a disservice uh, to right. a whole lot of folks, including this Funding for the border the and they want to continue the border wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. well, that's another discussion. Immigration, it does need to be reformed. But you're just going to say you're going to you, no funding for Ukraine and just let Ru- uh, Russia run roughshod over everybody and no no funding mm-hmm. for Israel or nothing unless you guys, like you say, my way or the highway, you yeah. address the border or, or we don't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, it, it's just crazy. And, and Biden, you know, he he made good sense when he was talking. That was, again, right before we came on uh, on the air. But if you're not even you know, you're, you're not there to say I, I want it my way and that's it. You're there to work on behalf of the American people and to, you know, to do that. It, it takes work. Uh, but to just sit up here and dictate and 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 make demands uh, or walk away, that's that's not working on behalf of of, of your constituents. Um, it's no. it's being very unrealistic. So um, anyway, that was that. That was that. So James, this is that. So we are boy, we're out of time again. Can you believe it? Oh, it doesn't go so fast, Tina. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. <laughs> what are you doing this yeah. weekend? Anything? Um, let me see. What's today? Wednesday? I don't know yet. <laughs> well, today is Wednesday. It's hump day, so you don't have to know. We will. We'll, I'll ask you Friday. How about that? <laughs> I'll ask you on Friday. Yeah, so, uh, about, uh, oh, you're you're moving next week. You're not moving this week. No, no, no. Well. Right. Yes. The physically, we all have. I think we're all going to be in place by the end of next week, or certainly the week after that. But okay. uh, right now, moving. Yes, moving some things. You know, you do a little bit here, a little bit there. It's amazing what you can accumulate in a few years in an office oh. space. I can't believe how much stuff I have up there. I know, and then you know, you, you find yourself going through it. You right now, and then uh-huh. it starts all over again. And it starts all over again, and so, um, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll take care of it. We'll, oh, <laughs> we'll make sure, make sure that that it's that it's taken care of. But um, yeah, to uh, to to Reverend Hunter and Richard Hunter Ministries, I say thank you, thank you. I love the fact uh, that they were thinking outside the box this year. That they are going to be thinking outside the box this year. And uh, putting gun locks yeah. uh, in those help baskets, uh, the Christmas help baskets, gun locks, uh, because y- you just can't ignore uh, the fact that too many of our young people, too many people, period, uh, are being killed senselessly and needlessly. And if we could just do one thing, uh, that'll help. Uh, it's, yeah, so, it's and, then, and again, that's uh, Friday at Martin University. Mm-hmm. Beginning at what? 10 a.m. 10. That's what I thought. 10 a.m. And yeah, and you gotta have your ID, your your driver's license, or your state ID. Yeah, that's all. And, just, and it's yeah. not a collect. It's not an information grab. They are not trying to get your information. They're just trying to match you up with who you say you are. 
That's it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And and you know, for a lot of folks, that's that's intimidating. And I, you know, I guess I could see that, especially you know, maybe being uh, uh, an immigrant or something of that nature. If you, all your paperwork isn't up to date or what have you, they, you know, folks are nervous or curious. And, and no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, people just some people just like mm-hmm. you said, for one reason or another, do not want to. Um, mm-hmm. Share their their identification, Mm-mm. which you know it's got to have an address on it. So. Yeah, you got to have an address. You got to, got you just just matching folks up. You just got to match them up. And uh, like you said, uh, a week's worth of groceries and a turkey. Yeah, a week's worth of yeah, groceries. Family and of four. Family of four. Um, so uh, unlocks and there was something else. He's was it something? Uh, if COVID it? test kits. Okay. I forgot to ask him if he got any more because he was putting out the call. He only he needed another four hundred, so he only had three hundred. And he said he's you know the first three hundred boxes are going to get a gun lock and COVID test kits. Uh, there'll be gun locks for all seven hundred, but uh, the COVID test kits he just was trying to get his hands on uh, another four hundred or so. So hopefully uh, between now and when those boxes are going to be put together Thursday night or Friday. Uh, he'll get some more COVID test kits because we are in that season. James, um, I got my uh, last weekend at the um, uh, insurance fair at Eskenazi. We went live out there. We had a live remote and things of that nature. Um, they had a ball. Had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. And I got my COVID and my flu shot at the same time. Yes. And you were and you and you survived, right? It, you can do that. Here to tell about it. Thank you. Thank you, God. Here to tell about it. I know because that's been such a contention for some people. I don't want to get both of them at the same time. Yeah, I was one of those people, and I don't know what I was thinking because I'm like, hmm, to heck with it. You know what? If I'm gonna be sick, I don't want to be sick twice. I'll just be sick all at one time. So I may as well. That that's the conclusion I came to because I was like, well, why am I gonna come back? Because uh, for a flu shot, when I can get them both right here, the only thing you know, I had been getting um, uh, Moderna. Uh, the last mm-hmm. several boosters and things of that nature, and they only had Pfizer, but you know they're interchangeable. I don't. I mean, my body didn't tell me anything different, so it was all. Just had a little bit of a sore arm that night. Um, took a Tylenol before I went to bed, and I was fine the next morning. That's good because mm-hmm. respiratory illnesses, Tina, as you know, <sighs> are up right now. Yeah, yeah. Hospitalizations are up. Yeah, you and your wife. Yeah, you and your wife have already. Uh, I have the flu shot. I, oh, she got the flu shot, too. Tina, I haven't got the COVID shot yet. Okay. And I'm still, still, I, well, the official thing, to, if Dr. Kane was here, the head of the Marion County Department of Health, um, she would say, get them, get them, get them, doctors. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still in that percolating thing. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, uh, Thank you, AJ. Uh, Mr. Russell wanted to let everyone know that the Medicare, is it Medicare enrollment? Medicare enrollment period ends tomorrow. That's absolutely correct. Tomorrow. Yeah, the 7th. The 7th. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it ends tomorrow, so please heed uh, that. Uh, And we'll... um, uh, we'll we'll certainly remind everybody again tomorrow. Uh, Lamar Campbell, our good buddy, our good friend Lamar, um, going to be on with us live. Danny Bridges, of course, and Lamar's coming on to uh, share with us more about the All City Christmas Musical uh, out there at Mount Carmel uh, that he hosts uh, and and invites so many. Uh, 
uh, wonderful groups from across the city uh, to Always participate. Well Always yeah. very. Yeah, Mount Carmel. The, the, the church is huge. <laughs> the campus is huge. Um, and Lamar, the minister of music out there, um, you know, under the uh, guidance and direction of... Um, uh, the Reverend Dr. Theron Williams, um, they always uh, host a spectacular event. So anyway, tomorrow Lamar is going to come in, um, and he may have a guest or two with him as well, so we'll uh, we'll talk to Lamar about that. And, of course, Danny's going to say something about sports. <laughs> we'll see what he has to say. <laughs> we'll see what he has to say. James, uh, we will talk to you again on Friday. Yes, ma'am. All righty. Well, you be well until well. yeah. You be well until then. Uh, that is all the time we have for right now. Praise AM thirteen ten and ninety five point one FM. Indy's inspiration. We're always right here. Our website is praiseindy.com. William Wall Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you as always for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, please be safe and be well. For James Patterson, thank you again, James. It's my pleasure, Tina. I hope to see you on Friday. We will. I'm, I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection. Attention families, it's 